Welcome back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy and today we're going to talk about Project 333 and Control Freakery has been revealed. Enjoy. All right, so my progress becoming a yoga instructor has had an enormous effect on me. A lot of the things that I have learned and read and heard over the years, I have been carrying around with me and not really able to understand them completely, but they were still there just waiting for me to make sense of them. And one of the big points of that was the phrase, I am enough. Because for me, I was never that person before. And to kind of get to the place where I am okay with that, is pretty amazing. The way that I was able to finally start getting to that place of acceptance and growth, a big part of that was taking on this minimiz minimization. I don't I can't even say that word today. So I finished the book Soulful Simplicity by Courtney Carver. And she is a blogger who wanted to get to a life where she was debt-free. She wanted to limit her number of possessions and downsize her life. She wanted to have less so that she could have more. And this is very appealing to me. I know it is not appealing to everyone, but I just feel so overwhelmed by life sometimes and the shoulds, I'm using my air quotes right now, the shoulds of this life, that I want less. And I want to be able to spend my money in ways that leaves me with memories instead of bills. I don't want to be owned by my possessions. So this book really just brought it all home, how they went about paying off their debt, how they went about downsizing their lives. And one of the big things that came out of the book was this Project 333, which I just started participating in yesterday. So basically you downsize your clothing. I would need a much smaller closet at this point. I don't even really need a closet at this point because I don't have possessions now but I emptied all of my clothes out of my closet my shoes my purses my jackets my sweaters my dresses everything out and my workout clothes I just refolded because workout clothes don't count thank goodness otherwise I guess I would just be wearing my jiu-jitsu clothes 24 7 <laughs> so you get 33 items, shoes, purses, everything included. And you kind of create a neutral palette so that you can mix and match the different things that you own to make different outfits for your life. 
it takes away a lot of the what am I going to wear today because everything matches. I basically just grab a pair of jeans and a tank top and I'm good to go. And I have like four pairs of sandals and a pair of sneakers and I'm good to go. I'm really excited about this actually. I was a little bit nervous as I was like slowly dwindling down the pile. And I think the first time I counted, I had like 50 items and there was a little bit of panic, like, well, maybe 50 is good enough. Maybe that's close enough to 33 that I'm just going to call it good there. But the rule follower in my heart and soul could not stand that. So I got it down to the 33. And it was actually kind of fun to be a little bit cutthroat, a little ruthless about my stuff and be like, I don't need that anymore. Let that go. That's fine. I don't need that. I'm not going to wear that for three months because the whole point is that you do it for three months. So the clothes that you want to keep, but you do not want to have available to you, you put in a box and you put tape on the box and you put it away. I actually have a really large pile of things that I am going to be donating and or selling. So hopefully that will just get rid of most of the stuff anyways. So one of the big things that my shaman yoga teacher has been telling me about is this energy that is happening in the month of May and how it's going to be this big shift into progress, trying new things. And I am definitely feeling that. This desire to just be done with things that don't interest me anymore is pretty intense. So the other amazing realization that I had upon finishing this book and looking around at my life was that I have become about 12 steps past a control freak. Like a naggy, exhausted, because I'm always thinking 12 steps ahead because I'm trying to control everything that everybody's doing. And... They say that this kind of comes from not being able to control yourself. And I say that this has gone about 12 steps beyond control freak because, <clears throat> excuse me, I have been experiencing like a tightness in my chest lately. And last year I was experiencing it and I thought it was anxiety. It felt like an elephant on my chest. I was frustrated and upset, but... This felt different, the same but different, and I couldn't quite place it. So I did a little research on myself, and I discovered that when you have something happen in your life and you have that fight or flight thing that naturally happens in your body, that when you have the desire to flee, the flight is a panic attack, basically. And when you have the desire to fight, that's rage. So about a year ago, what I was experiencing was a panic attack, fight or flight. And what I've been experiencing in the past probably month or so, and here and there before that, but really like I just started noticing it and paying attention to it in the past month has been rage. And it's like this tightening in my chest and I just am like consumed and I can't, 
break away from something that's on my mind. And I feel like in my heart and soul, like I want to throw myself on the floor. I want to bang my head. I want to punch my fists. I am just screaming mad. And that's apparently rage. (laughs) And they said in the article that I read that you're more susceptible to rage if you think of anger as an inappropriate behavior or emotion. So if you spend a lot of time numbing anger when you have it instead of of labeling it as anger and sorting it out and moving on, you are basically priming yourself for rage. And I am raging about control. I am so deeply trying to control everything and how people are in my life that I have got myself in quite a pickle. (laughs) And for the first few days of having this realization, I didn't exactly know how to be. I didn't know how to be a mom and not be controlling. And when I stopped trying to control and just watch, listen, I realized that I have raised two little controllers myself. (laughs) And we got to turn the ship around pretty darn fast. So I have been thinking a lot about what it was that brought me to jiu-jitsu and yoga for that matter. And I think that I finally understand that the reason I love jiu-jitsu is because I have zero control. There's not even an opportunity for me to try to control something in jiu-jitsu. I have a space in my life where I can be free. And I think yoga, for a long time, I avoided because I kept trying to control what yoga is and trying to change what yoga is. So it didn't work for me. And this time when I came around to yoga, I said, okay, I'm going to let yoga change me this time. So as I've been learning about the philosophy and the history of yoga and starting to apply what I'm learning to my everyday life, things weren't feeling right. In a lot of ways, I was feeling better because I was slowing down in my life a little bit and I was being more intentional. But in other ways, I could just tell something wasn't quite right. And it was the control thing. I couldn't just have fun. I couldn't just accept my body for what it was. I couldn't accept where I was in my practice. I just struggled until I recognized that I was trying to control everything. And it was like this big, deep sigh, like, oh, that's it. So now when I catch myself trying to control something, I just get quiet. Because I think the opposite of that is me pushing, 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 pushing 
So I need to take it the other direction and get quiet and take a step back and kind of observe what's going on in my life. Like, why do I want to control this situation so much? Why is this so frustrating for me right now? I know I'm not the only one who struggles with this and I know that there are many, many people in my life who have seen this coming from like, I don't know, 10 plus years. (laughs) But I think that the letting go of what I think life is supposed to be is a big part of this, letting go of the expectations, which brings me full circle to my very first podcast and going to that drum meditation. And the message I left that drum meditation with was let go of expectations. And here I am still chatting about it. (laughs) So as always, I guess I don't have all of the answers for this life yet. Probably ever. But my big goal for myself for the coming week is to continue to let myself be in this place that is more present. And when I feel the urge to control, to reel that back in and just let be. I made a ton of post-its and I covered my bathroom mirror in these post-its they're all little like little affirmations like just be let it go (laughs) I have a fickle heart because I do um like just kind of calling myself out on some things and then things like surrender like just let things be stop trying to control everything the interesting thing to me last week a week ago today literally No, I lie. A week ago, Thursday, I was in a class and I was having a really hard time learning this move at jiu-jitsu. It's called a pendulum sweep and I could not get my body to do what the words I was hearing and the thing I was understanding I was supposed to do. It just wouldn't work. And I was trying and I was trying. And my partner, so patient, thank you, Jonathan, was encouraging but he could see it happen too where I would start to try to control the situation and he's like you're gonna have to stop doing that if you're gonna get this move (laughs) which I knew but being kind of called out on it that was probably a precursor to my little spiritual awakening I'm using my air quotes again of the weekend my spiritual awakening about control so I have been trying to just handle it as it comes up in life. Trying to stay present, trying to handle things as they happen. I haven't had a fit of rage in three days, which is a miracle, but also I'm taking my holy basil again, so that could be partially due to the fact that I'm just more mellow and partially because I'm living with intention. I am actually neck deep in a bunch of relationship books right now. So that should be super interesting information for me to share along if I get any wisdom. And 
other than that, you know, life has been pretty fucking sweet lately. I feel more genuine than I have in a long time. I feel more connected with my life than I have in a long time. You know, I think a large part of that, though, is the social media clean out and the ownership of the ghosting, which, by the way, is still about control. So, man, it's a little creepy when you realize, like, all of your issues come from kind of one thing. (laughs) My deep desire to control has just kind of ruined my joy in life. Interesting side note, I finished reading The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown for the second time. And she talks about numbing and just to kind of relate back to the rage comments, but when you numb out the bad, you also numb out the good. And when you start feeling things again, it's awful, (laughs) which I think will probably be a good thing I'm self-medicating. But the thing that I noticed in myself and then she said in the book, which I thought Either I remembered that line from reading it before or whatever, but the thing I noticed is that for me, the pain of feeling anger, feeling grief is just as sharp and painful as feeling joy. I have been so removed from feelings for so long that... Even joy is like, ooh, I don't know, I don't really want to feel that. I'm getting pretty good about contentment, though. So maybe that's like a baby step into being okay with other emotions. (laughs) All right, have an amazing week. Uh, Stay optimistic and maybe just a little bit salty.